the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration. That I really hope is being a blessing to you. Saints of God, our God is so good to us. He not only saved us, but he made awesome promises to us. Promises that he wants to fulfill for every one of us. One of those promises God made to me and you is found in Job chapter 2. It's a promise that God will restore everything that was lost and or stolen from me and you. All we have to do is believe God's promise of recovering restoration to be true, and God will fulfill it in the lives of me and you. That's why I'm excited to share with you a little more today about what our good God has to say about recovering restoration that he wants to bring to pass in our lives so that we can experience the recovering restoration that God wants to bring to pass in our lives. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. It said, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceable with all men. Say, well, that's where the problem is, Pastor. It don't lie within me. Yes, it does. Because God shed his love abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So you got the stuff on the inside of you. Question is, is will you do it? That's why he said put on all these things. See, God's like going through your closet, looking at all the things in your closet. Okay, here's some tenderness, put that on. Here's some forgiveness, put that on. Because you have the ability to put it on because he gave it to you. It's all part of what the clothing that he gave you. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceable with all men. Dearly beloved. Avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. And don't put no stuff in there either. <laughs> if he thirsts, give him drink. And don't put no stuff in there either. For in so doing, thou heapest coals of fire on his head. Say, I like that. Go ahead. I can put some fire on their head. No, that ain't what he's talking about. He's talking about something comfortable. That when they would be cold, that you would be able to cause them to feel warm. When they would be feeling cold, then you can cause them to feel warm. They was talking about like putting hot coals inside of a turban when they used to wrap around the head. Because your head is where all your where, where more of your pores are. And in the cold, praise God, that's why you gotta cover your head in the cold because it it, it, it it can keep you warm. You cover your head, cover your feet. You know, you got to teach that in San Antonio. Praise God. Because I see people walk around with a big old coat and flip-flops and, and nothing on their head. Praise God. 
They were like, it's cold, Pastor. I'm like, hey, hey man, praise God. I would, I would teach you, but that's only going to be two weeks. Praise God, sir. Look why you do this. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with more evil. With good. When evil is done to us, we can either be winners or losers by how we handle it. When evil is done to us, we can either be winners or losers by how we handle it. Notice I said how we handle it. Not by what they did, by what we, how we handle it. What was done to us is not what determines our future. It's how we handle what was done to us that determines our future. It's not what was done to us. You messed up my future. No, they didn't. You still got a beautiful future because you still got God. Question is, what you going to do with the future? Who are you going to cooperate with now? If we allow bitterness, revenge, vengeance to rule in our hearts and permeate our actions, then we're the loser in the end, and Satan is the winner. Satan is the winner. Why? Because he started something because he wanted to cause something to happen. But if we learn that the only way to be able to win in the end is to overcome evil with good and conduct ourselves godly, then we'll come out the winner in the end, and the devil will be the loser. Just like Christ operated godly when he was on the cross after he got jammed by these people that he came to save. Jammed by these same people that he was doing good. Jammed by the same people that he was, that, that he was willing to give his life for. Now they jamming him, jacking him. He could have acted just as wrong. He could have just, he could have, because that was a temptation. That was one of the temptations while he was on the cross. He could have responded to what they did to him versus operated based on what God taught him to do. And that's to forgive. And he chose to forgive. Just like you can choose to forgive. That's why he came out the winner in the end. Next time you saw Jesus after all that was over, he had been restored. Didn't even look like he had ever been beat before. And he only left the holes in his hand and in his feet and in his side to be able to demonstrate to you that he really is the person that went through that so he could show it to you. And then there's a second reason also, praise God. And that's that the Bible tells us that he wrote our name in the palm of his hand. Try it one day. Just go get you a piece of paper and write. I know some of y'all are so into pecking now, you don't know nothing about writing no more. Praise God. But just go get a piece of paper and, and just write in the same spot a different name over and over again. Write in the same spot a different name over and over again. Eventually, you're going to see a hole form in your paper. Why? Because all of our name is written right there in the middle of God's hands. So every time he look at his hand, he remember you because your name is written right there. And so because there was so many of y'all, he had to go. He had to move to his hands, move to his feet. Remember when, people, when, when you first started learning how to count? And they said, what's five plus five? You said, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, plus one, two, three, four, five, ten. They said, well, what's... 10 plus 5. Got to go to your feet now. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. We move on. <laughs> Point I'm raising is that if we learn how to operate like God wants us to operate, we come out the winner in the end. You become the loser if you respond the way the loser wants you to respond. But if you respond the way God wants you to respond, you come out the winner. And what's more godly than forgiving somebody who did us wrong and does us wrong? Nothing's more godly than us forgiving the people that did us wrong. There was a famous quote from a person by the name of Winter that says, 
It is man-like to punish, but God-like to forgive. It is man-like to punish. So when you be wanting to punish them, that's just man-like. That's your flesh dealing with that. But if you want to be godly, you got to operate like God does and then forgive. Because it's, it's man-like to punish, but it's God-like to, 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 to forgive. There's another famous quote from a person by the name of Fuller that says, The noblest revenge is to forgive. The noblest revenge is to forgive. You want revenge for what happened to you? Forgive the person. Forgive the person. Well, how am I getting revenge on them? You're not. You're getting revenge on Satan that caused it to happen. You're getting revenge on Satan is the one that caused it to happen. Because Satan was expecting you to cut that person off or cut that person based on what they did to you. To be able to seek revenge from them. And then Satan say, thank you, because whatsoever you sow now, you can reap. I can now cause a harvest to be able to come from you. Because of that, because you keep opening the door through strife, through strife and division, you cause every evil work to be able to manifest. Remember, Jesus said, if, if I can get two or three gathered together in my name, they I'll be in the midst of them. One translation said, I'll do I'll make good what that which they declare. Why? Because he's there operating his character. Well, we step outside of Christ's character and start operating in Satan's character and want revenge for everything that happened to me and you and want people to pay for what happened to me and you. He says, Satan said, thank you, because I said I was going to operate like God. I'm going to be just like God. So if I get two or three operating in my character, I'm going to be right there in the middle of them, too, and I'm going to do what I want to do. That's why strife and confusion opens the door for every evil work that the devil wants to do. Does that make sense to anybody over here? But we can cut it off somewhere along the line. Take revenge on the devil for what he did for us by forgiving people. Because the noblest revenge is to forgive. A guy by the name of Josh Billings, he put it this way. He said, there is no revenge so complete as forgiveness. There is no revenge as complete as forgiveness. Because if the truth is anyone they're told, if you jack a person for what they did for you, you'll think about it later on down the line and think, I didn't do enough. I want them to get some more. Yeah, you will. Because it's incomplete. It'll never be complete. Why? Because it doesn't satisfy the real problem. You just keep wanting more. More revenge. But he said the most complete revenge. I like that. There is no revenge so complete as forgiveness because once you forgive, you end it right there. It's the end of the conversation. End of everything because you forgave. Honest Abe, Abraham Lincoln, he put it this way. He said, am I not destroying my enemies when I make friends of them? Am I not destroying my enemies when I make friends of them? Because remember, he was president over the, 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 the country when it was in its most divided state. Because he had a literal a civil war going on at that time. And instead of bringing more division, like some people do, Talking about division, which keeps it alive and making it happen more than it's supposed to. He decided that he was going to bring the country together and be able to do what's necessary to bring the country together. And he then made friends of his enemies. He made friends of his enemies. That's deep. Because when the South surrendered to him, 
Remember when Robert E. Lee surrendered to Ulysses S. Grant? Oh, that's right. A lot of people got modern education. That makes us 37th in the world in mathematics and somewhere around 89th, something like that, in history. And things that we don't know nothing about our history. But yet, leave it alone, Rodney. Just move on. But I think we're something like number two or number three in how many dollars are spent on education. Somebody being took. Sounds like we need a businessman. Or woman, businesswoman. Somebody, somebody that's got the smarts to recognize when they're being took. Hallelujah. Because politicians ain't scared to spend your money because they ain't got to spend theirs. A business person is used to being able to make sure everything comes under budget because that's costing them money. Does that make sense? It's a different mindset. Politicians just throw more money on it. Just put some more money on it. Politicians, I mean, uh, business people say, no, get me better people that can do it for less. Anyway, we just move on. I ain't endorsing nobody. I'm just using, you know, I'm teaching a lesson. That's all. Abraham Lincoln said, am I not destroying my enemies when I make my friends of them? When I make friends of them? See, we got to learn to be able to destroy our enemies by changing our enemies into friends. Does that make sense? God understands that. That's why God wants to take the same people who we are against or who were against us and we had the opportunity to respond the same way. God says, I'm going to turn them into friends. I'm going to turn them into friends. I'm going to turn them into your allies. I'm going to turn them into people who are on your side. So that at that point, you ain't got nothing to concern yourself about with. Because now they're on your side. I showed this one movie, Praise God, in, in ministry school. Praise God to, um, in the third year of the ministry school. And it talks about a man who's, uh, father was killed by um, some some natives, and then he went back into the and him and his his mother and him went back in there to be able to establish a missionary uh, in that area, until he eventually found out who it was that killed his daddy because the guy uh, uh, confessed to it and let him know that I was the one that killed your father. I'm the one that speared your daddy, and he picked up the spear, praise God, and he was fighting within himself because he wanted to just stick him through because he stole his father from him in a relationship that he could have had all those years from his father because his father was coming to teach them about Jesus. But he eventually dropped the spear and said, I won't do it. I'm going to love you the way Christ told me to love you. He ended, that man that killed him ended up becoming, he, he adopted him almost like a father and he, and, and he became the godfather and godfather of, of his kids and everything else like that. To the point that they like best of buddies. They walk around hanging, going shopping, doing all kinds of stuff. The same one that killed his daddy. Y'all sitting there with your mouths open. Jesus made you who were enemies part of his family. Because you caused the death of his son. 
but he forgave you and made you a part of his family. Talking about a restoration and recovery. Could you imagine the devil thinking like all of you are going to be punished for causing his son to have to die? But then he looked around and God forgave you and then brought you into the family. And now you on God's side working against the devil. Devil saying, that's not how this was supposed to go down. That's I, my plan was that it, it, the, the division between y'all would last forever and I'd be able to control you for the rest of the days of your life. But I lost control because you kept control and then you forgave. The per- people hurt you. No, the people hurt you, but you forgave them, which means I lose my control over you. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Jesus taught us how to do it by forgiving. Turn to Proverbs chapter 19. We're almost through. Stick with me for another moment or two. Proverbs chapter 19. Come on, king. Teaching the king how to be a king. God has brought you into his royal family, and he wants to teach you how to be a king. How do kings operate? Here we go. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. It reads, The discretion of a man deferreth his anger. The the word discretion also translates prudence. The prudence of a man deferreth his anger, puts his anger off, won't allow his anger to manifest like it wants to manifest. And it is his glory to pass over a transgression. It is his glory to pass over a transgression. For a Christian, our glory is to pass over others who've transgressed us, pass over what they did for us. That word Passover means to overlook, to overlook. We overlook transgressions by looking past them to the future that God has for us. We look past what they did to see what God is doing so that we can step into the future that he has in store for us. Now, you can get caught up in looking at the trees of what it is that they've done to you and me. Or we can get a higher view and begin to see the forest and all the things that are behind, beyond that too. A lot of us are stuck where we are because we stuck on what they did to me and you. We are held captive by our past and the things that hurt me and you are still hurting me and you. And it's even stopping us now from moving forward into what God has in store for me and you. But we got to learn to overlook what happened. Overlook the transgression. That means we know it happened, but we choose kings to overlook it and then be able to do what we need to do. American, an American preacher, an editor by the name of Edwin Hubble Chapin, Chapin, excuse me, Edwin Hubble Chapin. He's better known as E.H. Chapin. He once said, Never does the human soul appear so strong and noble as when it foregoes revenge and dares to forgive an injury. Never does the human soul appear so strong because anybody can be able to just take revenge on the person and, 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 and hate that person forever and, and hold against them what they did. But when you show your strength, because Christians are strong. We show our strength by being strong and noble as to forgo 
our revenge. I, yeah, I can take revenge on you, but I'm not. And dare to forgive an injury. Dare to forgive an injury. See, to forgive demonstrates control of one's life and control of one's own future. To forgive demonstrates control of one's own life. I can control myself. I can put my my passions at bay. I can hold my my anger and and control it this day. That anybody else would have went off on you. Like everybody else would have speared that guy. Probably speared him four, five, six times and just, just kept on stagging, stabbing him out of passion. Thinking about all that I lost because you killed my daddy. Who didn't do nothing but come to help you. But he dropped the spear. He said, that's not what God has for me. And that's not what I'm going to do. Never does the human soul appear so strong and noble as when it forgoes revenge and dares to forgive an injury. Because once again, to forgive demonstrates control over one's life and control over one's future. Just like to not forgive is to yield one's self to control of the hurt of the past. Whereas you yield yourself to the control of the hurts of the past. Well, they now control you. They decide whether you can have a relationship or not. They decide whether or not you can be able to be friends with somebody or not. They decide whether you can keep working with people or not. Well, you'd be like, you're going to have to transfer me to someplace else because I, they're still here. You mean that God, the job God gave you? Or that church that God brought you to? The one that you thought was, this is the best church I ever been to. I'm so glad I'm here. Then somebody say something to you. I, I think I'm just not coming back there no more. You relinquish control of your future to somebody else. Ask me who? The devil. Because when you run this time, he's just going to do the same thing next time. Because you his puppet. There's another quote about forgiveness. Another quote about forgiving others that reminds us of the urgency to forgive when you've been wrong. This one reminds you of the urgency to forget. Okay, I'll get around to it. Oh, no, you don't want to wait. Because it goes like this. A wise man will make haste to forgive because he knows the true value of time and will not suffer it to pass away in unnecessary pain. Will not suffer it to pass away. Talking about time. In unnecessary pain. Why unnecessary pain? Because if you would have forgiven, you wouldn't be going through the pain you're going through today. And some people are wasting month after month, year after year of their lives, holding against somebody what happened earlier in your life. And you're going through unnecessary pain. That's why if you realize that you can control this, You ought to hurry up and do something about this. And all you got to do is forgive. Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. They had no idea of what was going to happen to you to the extent that it happened to you. They might have planned what they did, but they didn't plan all the effects of what they did. And you were an unfortunate casualty. God said, forgive them. 
Forgive them because they know not what they do. And forgive them because you now understand what you need to do. God wants to restore relationships, but forgiveness is going to be necessary. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say about the awesome promise of the recovery and restoration that God wants to bring our way. I hope that I'm making it clear that God, your Father, wants to bring recovery and restoration near to all of us who have an ear to hear what the Word has to say. God's Word is clear that He's willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So, come on, let God do it in the lives of me and you. Let's let Him bring the recovery and restoration to us that He promised us He'd do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas who want to draw closer to God, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast at Word of Faith this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word to have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.